Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. Remembering the Flood of 2013, a story of tragedy and triumph. On this edition of the program, we flash back to some of the real-life moments and memories that helped define an epic event and an undeniable human spirit of resilience and kindness. For all the blessings rivers bestow, there are dangers. Floodwaters are a fearsome foe that wash over riverbanks and fill homes with heartbreak. Little did people know what they would face in June of 2013. A massive mountain deluge released a raging torrent that would reshape the landscape, ruin homes, cause billions of dollars in damage, and claim five lives. It was the awesome and shocking suddenness of the flooding that was so overwhelming. One of the hardest-hit communities was the Siksika Nation east of Calgary. We talked to Siksika Nation member Wade Healy in the immediate aftermath of the devastation caused by the onrushing waters. Many people only had minutes to evacuate. The waters were rising so quickly. So we had the RCMP and our own security forces going door to door evacuating people. So they had only moments to grab what they could and, and evacuate to higher ground. It immediately took all the low-lying areas. And we have about seven low-lying areas that lie next to the Bow River. So they were just immediately devastated by the rushing water. What areas were the most affected? Most of the communities are within, you know, walking distance to the Bow River. So it's not very hard to imagine water rising 10 feet in two minutes. Over 170 houses were affected to varying degrees. It depended whether or not the level of the water inside the house, if it was at below the lowest electrical outlet, it was designated a, a yellow, which would means it was only remediation and then you could move back in. Some houses were designated as black because the water rose 10 feet inside the house and it just wiped out everything. And so houses were shifted off their foundations. There is no going back because if your house is designated as a black, it's demolished. It's non-repairable. Some families are three generations. I myself, you know, have my grown children and my grandson living with us, as well as my sister-in-law, her family as well as my brother-in-law and his family. And they're all in my basement and in our rooms and we and my couch. And we pull together. People pulling together and reaching out to help others became an indelible rallying point in the face of a crisis. In High River, emergency crews used helicopters and boats, even combines and front-end loaders to rescue stranded citizens, including a woman who was trapped in her home with flood water halfway up her basement stairs. She was about to head to her rooftop when a firefighter put her in a loader to move her to a safe spot. But the river currents that took over residential streets were too strong, and the loader had to try a few different routes before reaching dry ground at the Hitchin Post Drive-In, where rescue came in a memorable prairie's form. She climbed onto a red Massey Ferguson combine and made it to safety. High River residents filled combine hoppers and clung to handrails near the combine's cabs. In Calgary, the Saddledome and Stampede grounds were flooded only two weeks before the scheduled start of the Calgary Stampede. Organizers were undaunted, and a massive cleanup effort ensured the greatest show on earth would go ahead. 
Tervita Corporation was in the army of helping hands that achieved a remarkable outcome. Tervita CEO, John Gibson. When the floods occurred and we were just about on top of the stampede, uh, when the water began to recede and there was a chance to say, are we going to have a stampede, yes or no? And uh, because I'd built the relationships there, a lot of telephone calls occurred and we wanted to stampede. We feel like it's part of the, it, it is part of Calgary. It's, and we were asked if we could help the, the stampede family and, and such a close-knit group of volunteers, I think almost uh, uh, 2,500 uh, volunteers in the Stampede, and many of our people are Stampede volunteers. And so I, it was literally 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and there were going to be meetings at 7 a.m. to discuss what's possible, is it going to be doable. And I called one of our guys, and I said, you know, I know it's 4 o'clock in the morning, but there are going to be meetings at 7, and uh, we're going to need somebody over there to see if we're going to be able to help with the Stampede family and, and bringing the park back. I said, so can you make it? And he said, I'm over here. So they had already gotten up and put on their rubber boots and were at the park and looking to see if our equipment and our processes and people could make a difference. And, and we were really, really fortunate that we were our customers allowed us to stop other jobs and bring, uh, bring equipment back to Calgary. And so it was a, it's a community effort. It's not just one company. It's the collaboration, the cooperation, the community-minded spirit of saying we want that to happen for Calgary and uh, you know, giving us some relief on other contracts and letting us bring the people and equipment together to really work quite hard and uh, work with Stampede volunteers, and, and it was possible. And I think we had a great Stampede, and you, if you were there, you wouldn't have even hardly noticed that just 12 days later that... Uh, it was a wash in uh, trash, debris, and, and mud. And so I think it was, a, it was a great outcome. For Sherry McMillan, president of McMillan Estate Planning, there was a first-hand experience that also helped reflect the true spirit of community that was so evident in those days of flooding adversity. I am so honored um, to have the privilege to know many of the clients that we've worked with over the years. And in res first response to the flood situation, many of our clients that were impacted from the flood, instead of caring for their own situation, actually reached and called our office, came to our office in a physical way to make sure that not only our own staff, our, our corporation, but others that may be our client were impacted in a more severe way that they were contributing and helping out. And, you know, this is remarkable when they are themselves in a very dire situation in their own right. And it is in, in the real life stories, the spirit is best reflected. Yes. And I think, you know, a story that I want to share is a remarkable lady that I have the utmost respect for. Prior to our office even being open, we were evacuated, uh, like many other businesses in the community were. And we received a very beautiful uh, email response because that was the only way in which she could connect with us. Now, her own situation was she was facing a flood risk herself, but she wanted to make sure not that just our corporation was all right, but that each individual staff member that she's been uh, working with through the years was safe and dry. And if 
they needed any kind of assistance whatsoever, including her blue jeans and rubber boots, um, that she was going to be there for them. And so very promptly, the moment the evacuation order ended, she actually attended her office on three different occasions to verify who in our own office was impacted and how she could assist. And when I called to thank her personally for that position, I found out that she herself was facing a flood and had come and reached to the community this way. And I always remember her rubber boots and mud. I hope that from this whole experience that we've all weathered together, that what we will all remember is the beauty and the resilience of the human spirit. Instead of remembering the devastation, truly the silver lining in this complete situation has been the reaction of people. And I believe that that is what we all truly will remember. And it is really our legacy here in Alberta. In Calgary, as floodwaters rose in the neighborhood of Mission, two utility workers gently tried to convince a woman to leave her third floor apartment, even offering a piggyback ride through the water. Another nearby resident who had to evacuate with water running in the back alley, dangerously close to her basement apartment, was just happy she had enough time to save her passport and other important documents. Thank you for joining us as we remember the flood of 2013, a community's tragedy and triumph. This is The Strong Room.